Hello, Grits and the Gospel friends. This is Katie Griffiths coming to you for episode nine of Grits and the Gospel. Um, we are going to be talking today about mentors. Um, we've talked about support systems in a lot of different ways, but today I wanted to specifically talk about um, what it means to be a mentor and what it means to find a mentor um, and to have mentors um, in all areas of life, not just in ministry, but I think this applies across the board. Um, as always, I want to start uh, with a scripture. This scripture is um, Jesus modeling what it means to be to be a mentor for others. Um, obviously Jesus <laughs> has a unique skill set that he is trying to impart on, um, people before he, um, goes back to heaven. And so, um, he, uh, finds people to mentor and we call those people the disciples. I think what it can tell us and show us is that if we have things that we are good at or we are gifted in, that we should do the same thing. We should find people to help, whether it's um, children and youth or whether it's other adults in our field or people just starting out in the field, whatever that field is. Um, it is so important to share knowledge and um, not hold on to that for ourselves. So uh, today's opening scripture is Matthew 4, 18 through 22. It's when Jesus calls the first disciples, um, Peter, who is eventually going to be the foundation of the church. Um, I don't think um, that it's, uh, I think it's very purposeful that that's how um, the order goes, especially Matthew, um, the gospel according to Matthew. Um, because the first one that he chooses will be the one that goes on to mentor and found the church that we still worship in. So hear the words of the Gospel of Matthew. This is chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting nets into the sea. For they were fishers. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men immediately. They left their nets and followed him. And he went from there. He saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So we see Jesus start to gather people that he sees having the skill set and having the abilities and having the willingness to come and be mentored by and ultimately saved by him and to carry on this legacy that he is beginning here in his ministry. Um, it's so important. I, I I like to look at the um, scriptures today, this scripture anyway, especially from the idea of the, uh, from the perspective of the disciples. 
they weren't necessarily looking for anything new to do. But when the timing is right and the opportunity arises, they take the chance and become followers and are mentored by someone who has these abilities and skills that they emulate. And so I think that's a a lesson for all of us that mentors can come to us in many, many different ways. I have a lot. (laughs) Um, I am one of those people that loves to get as much information from as many people as possible because um, I just love seeing how other people think and work and then applying to that to my own life and skills and I take things from a lot of different people um, that I have met along the way in a lot of different areas. Um, I have people that have mentored me in, you know, fun things that I like to do and hobbies and skills. I've got a very good friend that we learned how to sew together. So it doesn't have to be a work-related or a faith-related thing. It can be you know, for anything you want to learn and grow and be a part of. So um, I urge you to look for mentors in all different places and for all different reasons. Um, One of my favorite people um, was actually assigned to me as a mentor. And, you know, sometimes that can not go um, as well as you would like, but I luck, well, I didn't luck out. I was, it was a blessing. It was God's perfect timing that through the South Georgia Conference of the United Methodist Church, I was assigned a an amazing mentor who I had peripherally known for a lot of years. So I um, immediately was um, drawn to her and um, trusted her. Um, and she has become a, a great mentor, someone that I know that I can call upon Um, She has a lot of experience. She um, followed a lot of the same um, path that I did. She became a uh, minister later in life as a second career and um, went back to school as a full-grown adult (laughs) and, um, you know, served a church while she was in school, all the things. So it's been a great way for me We were put together for a purpose, but it's also been good for me to have someone who is on a similar path than I am, that the same as I am. Um, She has kind of paved the way in a lot of ways, and she can give me um, very good advice um, on the journey that I find myself specifically on. And so I'm really thrilled and really pleased and really thankful that we were assigned (laughs) to be mentor and mentee. I have also had a lot of uh, people offer to meet with me and help me. And those people are just as helpful. And I think this is where I learned and hope to later on do the same thing for other people. One of my friends, who's a dear friend in particular, came to me and said, when I was a 
when I was first starting out in ministry, someone who had done it before offered to mentor me. And I really want to pay that forward and I want to help you do the same thing. And that mentor and that time mentoring has been just invaluable. And um, our paths to ministry are very different, but um, he is just um, a trusted friend and someone that um, is very knowledgeable and has helped me tremendously. And eventually what I would love to do is be confident enough and in a good enough place after I'm ordained and I make it through this process that I need mentoring through. I would love to be able to do that for someone else. And so that's kind of always in the back of my mind is that one day I I really want to do what he did for me, which is pass on wisdom and be a listening ear and someone who people can rely on so we can keep that momentum going. Because ministry, just like a lot of other jobs, is hard. It's hard. (laughs) But it's worth it. It is worth every single minute. And I'm so thankful for it. But it is so nice to know that I have a multitude of people to call on. Um, This is where, you know, the next ways that I have found people are, um, you know, kind of very Katie stalkery. I can be a little stalkery sometimes, but it's all out of respect and admiration. And so sometimes I'll just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. And those people are very gracious, of course, but it, it's, it takes, it's been me taking the initiative to say, I see something in you that I want to learn. I want to know more about, I want to be like, and I want you to help me. And, um, my show notes say forced upon. (laughs) So I, you know, especially at school, I have, um, been very, um, while I'm here, while I'm at Candler, while I have this opportunity, I have, you know, said, you know, I'm going to sit at your feet and learn as much as possible. And um, those are professors. Those are administrative um, people. Those are um, people up here in North Georgia that I respect very much um, that I work with um, temporarily um, while I'm here. And so I think finding people that you admire and that are willing to talk to you and be that support system and that mentor is also very important. And you should never be, you know, hesitant to ask somebody um, and to talk to them and just say, you know, I, I, I like your skill doing this. Um, I have a great teaching parish a professor right now who I saw at um, the North Georgia conference. I was in a meeting with her and I thought, oh my gosh, I just want, like, she's so smart and so normal. <laughs> she's not this, uh, the kind of minister that is like, I am a minister and I, you will do as I say. She's wonderful. She's down to earth and funny and 
real, very authentic and very open. And I thought, gosh, I wish, I wish I could be a part of her world. And I'm going to stalk her until I figure that out. Well, lo and behold, um, my, um, new professor is this beautiful soul and I have loved every minute of being in class with her. I am soaking up every story, every opportunity to listen and learn from her. Um, and uh, I'm just so thankful for it. So mentors come in all different, come to you in all different ways. They come in all, um, shapes and sizes, meaning they don't have to be a female who is a second career minister. It can be anybody that you admire and has a skill set that you're looking to have. So I encourage you to look for and find people that you can learn from. Not, uh, It doesn't have to be ministers. It can be your spiritual life, but it can also be at work or um, like I said, with hobbies that you want to do or just people that you want to emulate, um, find them, seek them out and look to improve yourself, um, to be the best version of yourself you can be. And I know I can't do that alone. And I know that um, God has provided great people in my life to help me with that endeavor. Um, there are other versions of mentors in the in the scriptures. The, the one that immediately came to my mind besides Jesus was um, Paul. Um, you know, we, as I've said on here before, um, you know, Paul's problematic in a lot of ways, but I think I'm giving Paul, um, his due as I study him in my classes. And uh, there's so much that he says that is very value added. And I'm, I'm thankful for his witness, but he was a mentor. Uh, if you look at the books um, in the New Testament, the letters that are specifically to people or about people, not necessarily to whole congregations, you'll see a very clear example of different ways to mentor. Um, and I was, I'm going to read a couple of those to you because there are some different kinds of mentoring that he does. So one that I've quoted here before is um, the books of Timothy. Um, Paul really takes Timothy and shows him what it's like to be a church planter and a, a leader and a, a preacher and to set up um, the structures of the church in the early church. Um, but if you look at 1 Timothy 1, 18 through 20, he says this to Timothy, This charge I commit to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies made earlier about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience. By rejecting conscience, certain persons have suffered shipwrecks in the faith. Among them are Hymenus and Alexander, whom I've turned over to Satan, so they may be taught not to blaspheme. So he's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty harsh there at the end, but what he's doing is saying to Timothy, 
I am showing you the way so that you can do this well. And here's what happens if you go astray. <laughs> um, and that's very important. And then he goes on in his letters to Timothy to kind of outline that and set that up. Um, again, in Titus, uh, he um, Titus 1 verses 5 through 6 say, says, uh, Paul says, I left you behind in Crete for this reason, so that you should put in order what remained to be done and should appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Someone who is blameless, married only once, whose children are believers, not accused of debauchery and not rebellious. So Paul has left Crete and has left Titus behind to finish the work that he started. And that's the whole idea of mentoring someone is to say, okay, here are the tools that you need. Now I'm going to go and let you use those tools. And he also shows that to build that faith community, you have to be um, trusted in the community. And he outlines exactly um, what he thinks uh, is, is going to make Titus um, a good uh, leader in that area. Um, may, I may disagree with some of that, but at the time and place that Titus was, those were things that were um, were needed to build that confidence of the people of Crete. And the last um, scripture I'm going to read today comes from Philemon and you know, I had never spent a ton of time in Philemon, but we studied it in one of my classes this past week, and I had to write about it, and I really fell back in love with the book. It's very interesting um, how it's a persuasive letter, um, but Paul's role as a mentor in this book, in this letter, is to stand up for the person that he is mentoring and has taken under his wing and to have that person's back, to have Philemon's back. Um, well, or to have Onesimus's back, sorry, in the book of Philemon. He's writing to Philemon on behalf of this person that he has mentored and gotten through their time together in prison and uh, Philemon verse 10 starts, I'm appealing to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to, to, me, to you and to me. I'm sending him, that is, my own heart back to you. I wanted to keep him with me so that he might minister me in your place during my imprisonment. From the for the gospel, but I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. So he's asking Philemon to help Onesimus um, and is vouching for him and is standing up for him and is um, helping him. And that's certainly what we, um, those of us who meant who are mentor uh, should do, which I hope to do one day. And those of us being mentored appreciate those people who are willing to have our backs. 
and to stand up for us and to help us and guide us and lay out a foundation for us to use. And then, like Titus, let us fly. So find your mentor. (laughs) Find that person in your life that is doing the things that you want to be doing well and sit at their feet and learn from them. And um, you will be blessed. I have been blessed. I am continually blessed by the lovely people in my life that I consider mentors. And I am just um, so thankful for them and the time that they are pouring into me. And hopefully one day I will pour into others what they have poured into me. My cup, it runneth over. Enjoy your week in this fall time of the year, and I look forward to being back with you next week. That's all for Gets in the Gospel. Be well. Amen.